0: Welcome to season two of the Week Pastor podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability.
1: Welcome to the Week Pastor podcast. We are so thankful that you have joined us this week, and uh, we are excited to bring you this very important topic that we need to talk about because I know Sua struggles with this, and I struggle with this, and I know you struggle with it very much. But before we get there, before we get there, Sue, before we get there, are you doing all right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: It's my favorite uh, season.
1: It's your favorite. I'm season. so
0: basic. Like it's it's so terrible how basic I am and how into Christmas I am like every other basic well, American woman.
1: are in the children's choir and that's going to be so cute. I hope you record it and I would love to see your kids sing My in the My children
0: crier. have been um practicing very
1: hard. Good. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Hey, do you play any instruments?
0: I used to play various instruments. What? Um when I was well, so I will tell you the. That's ones not I the did.
1: question, by the way, but I'd like to I know. I used to
0: play piano. I can't play anymore. I used to play violin. I can play a little bit, and then the flute. I can actually play because I did it in the marching band and the orchestra Dang, all throughout girl. high school. But so piano, I literally don't remember any of it. Violin, I kind of relearned because my kids have been taking violin, so I think it was like bird in my brain because I can play the songs. But I can play. I could probably play the flute. I'm not very good. Like I'm not very musical.
1: Oh man, you so—it's one of those things. I'm not really smart. Look, I'm play, not you though. Play, you play three instruments. That's pretty, no, I can't play cool. the piano. Okay, I don't but remember you, you, any of it. Okay, but you could read—you could read the musical notes pretty well. You're fluent I, in that. I,
0: I don't know if it's like pretty I mean, I can read the notes, but I, I you, okay. you gave me a piece that's really hard. I could not just play it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You but know? you know, but you'll know the degree of difficulty of the pieces if you see it or, or or how easy it is just by to reading it. to right? some degree.
0: But like I said, I never got quite to like a yeah. like I was never somebody who played. You know those people who are like actually good at instruments where they play they have like private lessons and they're in mm-hmm. like a, the county orchestra. Yeah. Like I wasn't yeah. like that. I just played at school, which is okay. like a pretty low tier. Musicianship.
1: Okay. Well, so the question that I have for us today, and I'm so excited to ask this question because I think there is something that you need to be sharing with the audience, but I want you to share your most recent, like, profound spiritual experience.
0: You are so bad.
1: No, I'm not bad. <laughs> this is important because... We talk about a lot of other stuff, but I think we need to let our audience know a little bit more about like, what is God doing in your life these days? Like what's happening? Like what is God doing in your life that I think will be nice for the audience to learn and hear of, right? So it's for us to share. So I think it's important to do that. And Sua, like I want you to share what has God done? Something in your life recently where you just were like, wow, amazed. Well, can I give
0: a bit of a preface though? Because, um, so like I said my parents have been visiting.
1: Okay. Um, and
0: my parents have a very interesting faith story where they both came, you know, quote unquote came to Christ pretty early. Yes. But my mom has recently confessed to me that she feels like she didn't really n- intimately know Jesus until the past 10 years. And she's almost 70 at this point. So wow. that's kind of a crazy revelation. Yeah. Um but one thing that was very interesting that happened is my mom kept saying to me, so Okay, This is like, I'm going to try to shorten the story, but it all kind of goes together. We have, so we found out that we have, I have a distant cousin who's a freshman at a college nearby and his parents are all in Korea. So okay. I said to my parents, like, we should invite him for Thanksgiving, right? Like my, cause my parents were like, oh, I think I need to see, like, I feel like we should see him. Wait, he lives he has, in Ohio? hmm Oh, okay. Um, so he's like, he's like my dad's cousin's son. Gotcha. He's kind of like a distant cousin to me. Yeah. Um, so... I invited him and asked him if he wanted to come to for Thanksgiving because he was yeah. going to stay in the dorm anyway, thinking he might not want to come because he's never met us. Like, why yeah, would a freshman yeah, yeah. want to come to somebody's house? But he was like, yeah, I want to come. I'm going to come sleep over for two nights. Can I come? Which hmm. was very interesting to me because I was wow. like, okay, then. Like, I guess he's not an introvert. But I was yeah. very excited because I'd never yeah. met him. And, yeah. you know, um, my kids love visitors. And he just seemed like a really good kid just from my okay. limited interactions with him. So we're like preparing for him to come and my mom says, I've been praying and I think I think we should preach the good news to him. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think that's what a freaking college freshman wants to hear during his two-day visit to a stranger's home. Like, a, I mean, a family, but like a stranger because hey, he's hey, never met. Your
1: mother is helping you with this because this was a thing that you shared right. a couple episodes ago about one right. of your struggles, right? So, so my mom's
0: like... So I'm not telling you, I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm just saying, I think that's why God's bringing him here. And I was like, so I'm literally like telling John, I'm like, this is completely bonkers. Like, I don't want to be in this awkward place for two days with a kid who's super annoyed because somebody's trying to preach the gospel to him while he's visiting me. Like, this is I'm like so uncomfortable with the whole idea of it, right? I'm like, if this goes south, we have to live yeah. with him for two days, you know. And I I yeah. just I just didn't feel like that's what a seven, like an 18-year-old or whatever is yeah, coming yeah, to yeah, he yeah, just yeah. wants to come eat some turkey and stuffing. Yeah. Like he does not yeah. want this. But my mom was like so insistent. Um, and then she said to me, you need to, in Korean, I don't know how to, like, I'm trying to translate it in English. She was basically like, you need to basically break free from your, the, your own mind's limits that you have placed on God. Like, that's the, what she said to me. Like, yo, you your, have placed your limits cool. on God yeah, and you need to yeah. break free of that. Man, that's what she said to me. Like, she's, she's like, like, stop relying truth, on your own truth, logic. Yes, okay. So bombs, I was like, fine, whatever. Bombs. Okay. So he comes, right? He's so nice. Like he was he, he was so nice. Like so much nicer and more mature than I ever imagined this kid would be in a freshman year in college.
1: Yeah. He's at OU?
0: No, he's at Case Western. Okay. He starts asking me questions about faith. Like we're just eating and he's just like randomly, like, where do you Your go to mom church? mom knows,
1: man. God's holder. God's told It's God like the yeah.
0: weirdest thing. Yes, and yes. I, I was and it wasn't even like I was trying to like bring it up. Like he just asked me, like, okay. so like what where do you go to church? Like, do you go to church? Like, um, have you been baptized? Like I shared with him about like my daughter getting baptized and he shared with because he grew up Catholic and he was like he shared with me about like how he was baptized as a baby, but he wishes he had done it like recently because he more he's like more curious about his faith now. And so it was like perfectly primed. Like he was like perfectly primed for the conversation. So like, I like really, this was, and I was like, you know what, God? Okay, I will do it. So I started sharing a lot about my faith. And then on the last day, I was like, I guess my mom's not going to do it because she hasn't really done it. So the night before my mom's like, Hey, do you want to learn more about God? Three hour conversation about Jesus. And he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior.
1: Wow!
0: And I'm just kind of like what just happened and man man you know like god really prepared him like god really loved him and sent him here so that he could be in a relationship with yes. jesus yes that's know? awesome um i hope he's not listening he's going to be like why are you talking about me but i didn't give any names yeah so anyway that was my primer right because that until then primer, i was like then. i was like god's not this is crazy like this doesn't make any sense but then when my mom through the spirit was like, you need to let go of relying on your own logic and what you think God can do. And you need to be able to tap into the spiritual. Like that was kind of what she said. So then I said to my mom, I said, okay, well, here's my struggle, right? I was like, I feel like I'm living my faith life, but I for a long time now I felt like something is missing. Like I'm not, there's something that is not quite complete. Yeah. Like that's how I've been feeling. Okay. I haven't felt this for a long time, maybe like a mm-hmm. year and a half-ish. Yeah.
1: But every yeah. time
0: like I would read things or like I would go through my faith disciplines, I just felt like something was missing. Right. And it was making me feel very restless. Um, so I told my mom, I was like, and I think this is kind of very um. Appropriate timing because one of the most recent episodes we did was about prayer, right? And I talked about how, like, it's really been difficult for me to pray because previously I would come to God with a list of things I wanted Him to do for me. But now I feel like that's not it, you Mm. know, like that's not the purpose of prayer at the end of the day. So now what do I do, you know, like where do I go from here? And so I said that to my mom. I said, I've been really feeling like I don't know how to pray anymore because I don't think what God wants from me is to bring a laundry list of wishes that He w- I want Him to fulfill. I don't think that's yeah. what it is, but I don't know what it is then. Like I know what mm-hmm. it's not, but I don't know what to replace it with. You know. So my mom, of course, is like, "I'll pray about it. Let me pray about it." And then, of course, here we go. She says to me. Um, I've prayed about it and I really think that God wants you to commune with him in the spiritual now and I think he wants to give you the gift of tongue now <laughs> I have I have grown up in the Korean Church okay I've heard people speak in tongue all the yeah. time you yeah. know what I'm talking about right I know it's what like you're that about. like loud like, yeah. like you know like that means like lord like yeah. really loud and yeah. everybody starts busting out their tongue and it's just like mayhem or at least i perceive it to be mayhem <laughs> It's crazy i'm like everyone is speaking in a language that's like different and it's so loud and people are crying and people are
1: like what you like those people in acts one like are these people drunk like what's yeah. going on here you like those people what's up girl
0: but, but, because it's so crazy i mean yeah. i didn't think it was like like heresy or anything, yeah, because yeah, I, I yeah, knew yeah. that it's biblical, but it was just not something that I ever did. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. not for me. Um, so then my mom says that, and I'm kind of like, mm, hmm, you know? Okay. But then I was like, you know what God I wanted, like, if this is going to help me to really fellowship with you in a deeper way and level up in my relationship with you in an intimate way, like I want this. Right. So I prayed about it and, um, my parents prayed for me the day before they left, and um, I was saying weird things, and it really freaked out John. You got the gift of tongues! I did get the gift of tongues. Oh it's very Lord, strange. You got the gift of tongues. Very strange. You know, a confession. I um, I heard that some people get, like, real languages, so I tried to, like, Google Translate, but it wasn't anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I got something cool, like Arabic or, you know, Tagalog. no. It's just gibberish, but
1: <laughs> Sua, you know, I've 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 sensed something different about you. I've sensed a, a greater authority, <laughs> and when you're speaking, uh, you're sharing things that are like I'm like, oh my god, that's that's powerful. So Sua, I, I this is a beautiful thing, and we should maybe have an episode on the gift of tongues or just spiritual gifts in general. But that's wonderful. I'm very, very happy. Well, for you've me.
0: had it since yes. you were in college.
1: I've had it since I was in college. And sometimes it's, there's a lot of pressure. And, you know, and this is so sad. I, I was told that there's a story where a Korean pastor like, like, was at church and he was forcing the youth group kids to, like, literally receive the gift of tongues. You know what he told him to say? I'm scared. He says, say it really fast, but say, I brought a Honda, but I should have brought a Yamaha. Okay, is this a joke? No, it's not a joke. It's not a joke.
0: But what? He's it's saying, like just a tongue twister? It's like a tongue so, twister?
1: Say if I bought a Honda, but I should have bought a Yamaha. It sounds like tongues. I bought a Honda, but I should have bought a Yamaha. I bought a Honda, but I should have bought is, a Yamaha.
0: That is so, and so terrible.
1: What, so what he was doing what? wasn't... He wasn't teaching them that you oh do gosh. this and it's a precursor to getting, to getting tongues. Oh, my Lord. They weren't getting it, but he wanted to look good. And he wanted to show people that through his ministry... Look at all these kids oh speaking in tongues now. Oh, my Lord. So the flesh can come in and it can be bad. Oh, and geez. I'm glad your mom didn't say, Suha, say, I bought a Honda. I should have bought a Yamaha.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, she can't <laughs> say that because she doesn't speak English. But, okay. but you know, she did say, though, like, and I was thinking about it. Um, How do you say
1: gift of tongues in Korean? on. What is it? on. On? Is it pang yeah. room?
0: No, yeah, but I think it's it comes from more like the foreign, like bang Ibangin on. means foreigner, okay. and on okay. is no is language. So I think I think it's bang more on. like a foreign language kind oh,
1: of feel. Okay.
0: But um I'm glad, you know what? I'm very thankful. Obviously, like God's timing is perfect, but I'm very thankful that I got the gift now. Whereas um my mom did say that she feels like she got her gift before she even really was saved. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because I don't you can correct me if I'm wrong, though, because you're a pastor. Are gifts of the Spirit synonymous with salvation? No. No. So they can no. be independent of each yeah. other.
1: Especially like can... the gift, yeah, especially like the gift of tongues, you know? And, you know, the gifts, the gifts, yeah. So, you know, it's some people get it, some people don't. But yeah, so...
0: But there's so many different types of gifts of the spirit. It's not always so just many. like these yep. very visible, like yep. you yep. know, um, like Prophecy discernment yep. is something that you can't really yep. see yep. as well, yep. you know. It's not yep. as weird, quote unquote. Yep. So there's
1: administrative gifts. Yeah, there's there's like, a lot of different things God types of gives gifts.
0: spiritual gifts. It's just that they're not yep. always something like this that seems so otherworldly, you know. So
1: Sua, one day maybe you and I should pray together and <laughs> we could speak in our spiritual <laughs> language. I would love to hear your spiritual. What is language?
0: Metro's um Metro's like philosophy on like do, do people because i only ask because i grew up like i said in a korean church where people did it all the time yeah. and then when i went to metro like i literally did not even know you you i I presumed just from like what you've said to me and what i've read yeah. on your papers yeah. and things like that but i never even knew you did right yeah. and so what is your like metro's um like philosophy on doing things like that in church you don't do it on purpose
1: No, we don't. So, you know, we definitely believe in the gift of tongues. Um, You know, we don't don't necessarily pray for people to receive the gift of tongues. We don't do that necessarily. Mm -hmm. But if the Holy Spirit should do that and, and give somebody the gift of tongues, then, you know, then that's great. And I think it's okay for somebody to pray to God and say, God, I want to have the spiritual gift of tongues. And I, I'm totally fine if somebody would come up to me at church and say, Peter, could you just pray that I would get the gift of tongues? Oh, really? I'd be okay. like, absolutely, let's go, you know. But I'm not okay. going to be like, guys, if you want the gift of tongues, you come up now and we'll mm-hmm. we'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't we don't want to do that. But you know, if it's somebody that truly wants the gift, mm-hmm. um, and there's always a chance where you may not get the gift, right? Because right. I have friends who tried and they never got the gift, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they felt lesser than because of right. it. So that's why I just I want to be delicate with that because I want to be careful because it, unfortunately sort of in the charismatic church, that has become like the high pedigree, right? Mm. Like you got to speak in tongues to be a spiritual, to to have that kind of spiritual pedigree. And if you don't speak in tongues, then you're not not that spiritual. And so I don't like how the flesh and how humans have divided the church and made people feel lesser than because they don't speak in tongues, right? And so I think that's probably uh, one of the reasons why we're not so public about it. But no, we do embrace it. I mean, we've had people you know, speak in tongues during worship time. You know, not not during like a sermon time or you know, but literally as we were worshiping and singing, people would just belt out in tongues, hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah. So So
0: ch- let's share about your
1: that that is amazing spiritual revelation. Now speaks another language. Uh it's four <laughs> languages now. She Add speaks, it to my which- list. <laughs> Add it to your list now. You should put it on your resume. You speak Spanish. You I don't speak think Korean, it's very and functional English for. And you speak in tongues.
0: It's not very <laughs> practical for um, any job application.
1: Oh, it might be in a church. It might be in a church. I think that would
0: be terrible if I put that on a resume and I was trying to apply it for. Be. Like that would be so terrible.
1: It would be so terrible. It would be so terrible. It would be
0: so, terrible. It so
1: terrible. It would be. Ah, uh, so for me, I would say it probably happened a few months ago. Um, I would say that for me. You know, God is is truly, a, a, to me, he's a very fascinating, interesting God in, in so many ways because I feel like God will speak to you. And so when God speaks to you, when God tells you something, I don't ever think that if you heard from God, like your mom, your mom saying, hey, I think God is bringing your cousin here because he wants him to get saved, mm-hmm. right? When God speaks to you, you guys have to take that to the bank and you got to take that. And I think for me, um, you know, there are times where I hear from God, you know, sometimes regularly, but sometimes I hear so clearly on certain things that I know it's only from God. It's not for mm-hmm. me or my flesh mm-hmm. and things. And there, there are times where, you know, like other people won't agree. Like even my elder board, they won't agree with certain things that I feel like God is leading us to and things like that. And I'm just like, okay, you know, they may agree. They may disagree. That happens sometimes with staff. I'm like, I'm sharing things and they're like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and so what i've always learned is this through this journey and this has been a journey for me over the last couple of years um and I, and I got to be a little bit vague about it but and I'm sorry about that because I'm usually not like that but I do have to be a little vague about it this time but I think over the past like 18 months or so it's been hard I, I've been without an executive pastor for about two years now there's just been a lot of stuff going on you know and stuff and it's been it's been it's been a it's been a, a big load for me to carry mm-hmm. for the last couple of years in every way so in every respects you know and stuff and there was something that I really did feel that God was leading me towards um and uh, an, an area that I felt like God was leading a direction that I wanted to take to church. And I think like our elders and our staff weren't like so crazy about it. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll just have to kind of sit there. You know, I feel like God is telling me this, but now I got to be patient. And it took about 18 months. And, um, and it took a lot of, I think for me, a lot of like denying of myself uh, during that time. Mm even though I felt like God was leading me this way. And about 18 months or so, like there was like this change of heart with the leadership of our church. And they finally were very open to this area that I felt like God was leading us as a church. And for me, like, This is what I learned. God, when he speaks, he always speaks and it will come to fruition. Mm. How that happens is very different than how you think Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. It will always happen because God speaks. God speaks. His promises always, always never fails. It always comes true. Right. But for me, because it didn't happen the way that I hoped it would happen, and rather it became this really long sort of 18-month process. Like I was so overwhelmed by that. And I think part of that journey was like me dying to myself and learning to deny myself and all that stuff. And I just like I remember just lying in bed one night and I was just, I mean, like Sue, so was I was I'm an adult man. I'm almost 50 years old. So I just broke down and I just wept before God. And I just thanked him so much for doing Mm -hmm. it the way he felt was best because I learned so much. I grew so much during that season that I would not have learned and grown if it went the way I hoped it would go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I just to me, that was really an important part. And I'm just so grateful and thankful you know, for God and his leadership in my life and the life of our church, our leaders in our church, because God uses the leaders in the church to shape me and to break me, to help me to deny myself more and more. And to me, like, you know, I I don't, I don't, I don't, I would never sign up for that voluntarily. I would rather prefer the easy route, but sometimes you have to go through the hard path for it to see the beauty in something that God really wants you to see. And you don't see the beauty in the thing that maybe God is speaking to you about unless you go through the hardships and you go through those things and you learn in the midst of it and you maintain your character and your integrity in the process. And I think that's the most important thing. So anyway, yeah, that's me. And that's I don't want to be so vague, but I'm sorry about being so vague. But anyway, yeah.
0: And so I know it's, it's been a very long long, long. I mean, 18 months sounds not well, bad but been if you think about once, how long 18 months actually is
1: yeah it's well really it's been a long oh, time yeah, yeah longer yeah longer yeah. now yeah but yeah so anyway speaking of which of hardships well, one of the things we want to talk about i don't know if that's a good segue it's not but, uh, <laughs> it's not a good segue okay fine we want to talk about idolatry i go. think it's important to talk about idolatry because every single one of us has idols We struggle with this. And the reason why I know we do is because it is the number one theme in the Old Testament. Mm. All right. Idolatry is the number one theme in the Old Testament. There is no other topic that is addressed more in the Old Testament than idolatry. And you see you see definitely New Testament talks about it a little bit, but it's not as much as like in the Old Testament, but idolatry. And so I think what we want to do is just kind of talk about what idolatry is. So I'd love for you to share. What are some of your idols? What are some of your idols in life, right? And an idol is basically anything that's more important to you than God, right? Mm-hmm. That's probably the best way I can mm-hmm. kind of sum it up, right? Um, in the Old Testament, an idol was an attempt to gain control by persuading some power to help you, right? And so, like, that's why they built these wooden gold statues, right. you know, and stuff like that, the bales and stuff like that. Because, you know, they're they're they don't believe in God anymore. They believe like in these artifacts and these, these, you know, these actual physical things, and they pray to it and hope that they would be able to gain some type of control. So I think what's underneath a lot of idolatry sometimes is actually control or a lack thereof, Mm -hmm. and so we Mm -hmm. now go to find other things to help us in our life so that we can sort of have some level of control, right? And so basically an idol is anything that alienates you from God. That's an idol. Anything that alienates you from God, right? Anything that's more important to God. And so I think what's behind idolatry, Sue, I think it's really our fear. Our fear and this, again, this need to want to control things when we feel absolutely powerless, and so that's kind of like what idolatry is. And we all have that in our lives. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's an unfortunate thing, you know. Um, but I thought it might be good for us to talk about that a little bit. Any thoughts that you have, Sue, before we share perhaps maybe some idols in our life?
0: No, I think you're completely right. I mean, um, I, I think I said this previously, but, you know, Tim Keller has said an idol is when you take something good and make it the no, ultimate you don't, thing. You don't
1: have to quote Tim Keller anymore. You can say the Holy Spirit has told me now. <laughs>
0: I don't think you're to say the right. Holy Spirit. I think has you told still have now. to footnote people okay. right, fine, fine, when you fine. I literally like No, no, I'm like saying, a,
1: no. no I'm, yeah, you can footnote Tim Keller if he said it, but you can just be like, "I speak in tongues now. The Spirit yeah, okay. can, speaks can to me, and this is what's that. happened. Okay. If the
0: Holy Spirit says to me, I'll say Holy Spirit. But in this okay. case, Tim Keller said, okay. <laughs> pa- "Pastor <laughs> Timothy J. Keller said that an idol is when you take something that's a good thing and making the make it the ultimate thing." Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we think idols are bad, like, because we think of it in the Old Testament, like golden calves, like, oh, that sounds terrible. But a lot of times, like, idols are actually good things. Like, they're not Mm -hmm. bad things. It's just that when we, like you said, we elevate it above God in our lives and place given more importance. And I kind of alluded to this in a previous episode, but I think it's, you know, um, a lot of times when we look at our prayer journals. And like, for, at least for me, when I look at my list of things that I want from God, a lot of times all my idols are very evident in the way I respond mm. um, to God when those prayers are not answered. So I think for mm. me, that's very illuminating. Um, like if if I bring you my prayer journal, you could probably see who I worship. Is it God or is it what God can give me or what I believe yes. God can give me?
1: Gotcha. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, although I do feel like your prayer journals can be very different now going forward. My prayer
0: journals don't exist anymore because oh, I got okay. rid of them. I, I went through like a purging, like a period <laughs> where I was like, everything that is not of yeah. God, I'm just chucking um, and out went my prayer journals. Mm. Well, I'll let you, to be continued. I'll let you know okay. what happened.
1: Okay, okay, all right. Well, you know, th- there's three areas though before we share what are some things that we feel like kind of, become, you know, idols or they become the ultimate in our life, which shouldn't be right. So there are like three areas, I think, in, in how we practice idolatry today, All right, The first area usually is it's in delight, right? What, what is it that you ultimately delight in in life? Mm-hmm. It should be God. Mm-hmm. And when it's not God and it's something else, that's how you practice idolatry. All right. So maybe for you, that might be hard for you to answer. And so that is an important Way to answer it. What is something that you delight in today that you delight in more than God? Because sometimes it's hard because you know, we don't use that word idol too much anymore. Um, uh, you know, so like, what is it something that you delight in? All right, that's number one. Number two, what what about trust? All right, what do you trust in more than God today? All right, that's idolatry mm-hmm. too. That's a practice of mm-hmm. idolatry. And the last one is obedience. Who do you obey uh, more so than God? Those are the practices of idolatry. I think those Mm -hmm. three things, areas of delighting, trusting, and obeying, okay? Uh, Because God wants those three areas of our lives. He wants us to say, God, there's no one else I delight more in than you, and there's no one else that I trust more than in you, and there's no one else that I will obey than you, right? And so those are the three areas. So anyway, having said that, Sue, why don't you share, what is like one area of idolatry in your life?
0: Well, okay, so rewinding a little bit, Wait in English, it's also like teen idols, right? It's the same thing because in Korean, idol is like like BTS is like a classic idol, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like mm-hmm. idols, like idol. Um,
1: idol is just idol, right? Just in right, Korean, right, right. So yeah, yeah.
0: But I find it interesting um, what you said about how like we all have idols, and I don't think that's by coincidence that we all mm-hmm. have idols. Like I really think it's because. We were designed this way to worship something bigger than us, to worship something. And I think that's why it comes so naturally to us to worship. It's just a matter of whom or what are you worshiping. Yes. We are created by design by God to worship God. Yeah. But because He gives us free will, we can worship other things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's why it's so, it's like almost impossible for us not to have idols in our lives or at least worship something, Yeah, you know, but as for me, um, obviously I've had a lot of idols in my life. I've had like, I've once even idolized real teen idols <laughs> in my high school years. Um, shout Tim out Keller. to one time um, Korean group.
1: Oh, okay. And, and Tim Keller a little bit.
0: I've definitely idolized. Tim
1: <laughs> Your Keller. mom said that. Your I've, mom said No,
0: that. I've definitely idolized. She said
1: you talk Keller. more about Tim Keller than Jesus.
0: I did. I did. I just love him. But anyway, <laughs> That was a little fresh. Um, no, that one's an ongoing purge. Okay. But you know, my most recent one, mm. um, which is gonna sound a little bit weird. Uh, I think I realized that my most recent idol is me. Like mm. it's it's no, myself. It's not weird. It's um, not weird at all. It's my yeah. mind, it's my own whatever intelligence I believed yeah. I had, um, whatever um like. It's my own mind, like that's yeah. literally what my idol has been, and I think I've, you know, it ties in with my our opening question is I had really limited what God could do because I felt like in my mind that was not going to happen, or that was not logical, or that mm-hmm. was not possible. And you know, I'm a stay at home mom. I have a lot of, I mean, I have I'm have a stay at home mom with children who go to school. I should say yeah. it that way. I have a lot of free time. Okay, so I read a lot of stuff. I read a lot of stuff. I watch a lot of stuff. I know a lot of stuff. Hey, by the way,
1: have you watched that show called uh, Love is Blind?
0: I have watched Love is Blind. Why are you asking me that? Do you
1: enjoy that show?
0: I do enjoy Love is Blind.
1: (laughs) Well, I had a partnership (laughs) class. I don't think it's an idol. No, 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 it's not. I just had a partnership class. This is a tangent now. And we had a lot of young... 20-year-olds, um, 20-something uh, young women in our in, in our church that want to learn about partnership. And they're always talking about, because I said, what are you? what's your hobby? And I'm telling you, man, so <laughs> many of them said love is blind. They love watching those kinds of dating shows. And I was like, love is blind? I never even heard of love is blind.
0: It's so fascinating. You know,
1: well, you know what one person said to me at the class? She said, PP, if you watch that and you talk about it, your credibility will go up probably twenty five. <laughs> you
0: mean with Gen Z?
1: Yeah, with the Gen Z, because I'm actually watching something <laughs> that, and I'm trying. I'm trying. It's taking me all week to get through one Wait, episode. So you,
0: you, you're not hooked?
1: No, I am not hooked at all. I feel
0: like John was kind of hooked.
1: So they said to watch start with season three because there's an Asian dude yeah. in there. Yeah, there's an Asian dude in season three. He's so, terrible. I I yeah, yeah well so I I He's haven't so gotten terrible the, but I haven't gone through the whole episode, but I just can't finish it. I don't know. I just I don't like dating shows. I never like dating shows. So, but I'm gonna try to watch a little bit of it so that my credibility but, with you know. I just
0: want to say you used to watch the Kardashians. <laughs> uh, I remember Kardashians one time
1: not like a dating yeah, show. But, but I remember I, one I time one Fred.
0: of my friends uh, was like turning 30 or something and she was like all annoyed about turning 30 and you were like oh god stop being like a kardashian you're just like kim in that episode when she was crying because she was turning 30 i'm like are you really just naturally referencing the kardashians right now like i don't even watch the kardashians that's right
1: they were Um, very entertaining but after a while it's like eating too much candy and you get sick of it do you
0: watch desperate housewives no
1: no i've never watched desperate housewives i've never watched bachelor bachelorette all that stuff so so you're
0: you're into just the kardashians
1: Well, I'm into like watching like real life stuff, like just like other than just dating. Right. Like I like watching stuff that like involves their life, you know, and stuff. But these dating shows is just about dating. And I can't like I can't get into it. I'm sorry.
0: We're totally off tangent. But did you not watch the real world? When it came out a long time ago? I
1: actually did watch The Real World a long time ago. I did when I was when I I was a teenager when like it came MTV. Out, I was in college. Yeah. That was the first
0: watch. like reality yes. show, Real yes. World.
1: But The Real World is not necessarily a dating show. It, it, no. it encompasses their life. These shows are all about dating. What's so
0: interesting content is
1: dating and I just I don't know. It just doesn't like it doesn't get me excited to want to watch it. So, but I'm going to try mm. to watch it. And I'm going to try to reference. I don't know. It I feel like if service. you
0: can't, like, if you're not hooked and you can't get through it, I don't really know if you're going to have the enthusiasm have no to actually. I have no hope. Yeah, no. I just feel like it's not going to transcend. Like the, ex- the the enthusiasm is not going to come yeah. out. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. To be to be deterred. But anyway, Brennan
0: and Alexa you... forever. But anyways,
1: I don't know who that is. But keep going on about your idols. Yeah, keep going. Sorry,
0: I don't. I don't know what I was saying. Oh, I think I was saying my so idol is my own. <laughs>
1: Why are you laughing? I,
0: was like, hey, I can't totally... believe we just went on a tangent for like know, five minutes talking about reality shows and I was like in the middle of no, telling you, were talking you about, about my your idols. idol about, your
1: idol is you right you and then you were talking about like you read a lot we're you so watch TV bad. a lot no we're
0: you say so you read bad. a lot
1: and you watch TV a lot and that's when, like you watch stuff and when you say watch stuff, I'm thinking hey did you watch Love is Blind so well, yes. this is my Anyways. ADHD kicking <laughs> in Sua you know that right
0: No. so yes so you know I, I like learning. I've always liked learning. I like information. Um, I'm just wired that way. And I yes. think that unfortunately, those are all good things, but I've in a way made them the ultimate thing. Mm. Because instead of, you know, having an open heart and open mind when it comes to what God wants to do in my life and others' lives, I've kind of um organized it away in the middle of scientific articles or documentaries yeah. or history and said, well, that couldn't happen because of A, B and C. Yeah. Whereas God's like, there's nothing that is impossible for me. And the other part of that is I think because I'm such a logical person, sometimes when God like encourages me to do something that is very illogical. Yeah. I really don't want to do yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I yeah. really don't. Yeah. Cause I'm very risk averse. Right. I'm extru- I know this is very hard for you to like, understand. Like, like,
1: <laughs> like sharing the gospel to your cousin. Yes, for that seems
0: crazy to me.
1: No, why why I- but he was asking you questions about no. God. But before,
0: but before I met okay. him, right? Because okay, okay. I've never met him, so yeah. I feel like I had no idea where he was coming from. Literally, in my mind. This kid is coming to mm. the house of somebody he's never met because he doesn't want to sit in his dorm yeah. for Thanksgiving and he wants to eat some turkey.
1: Yeah, you of know, course. like that's
0: literally what I would imagine, right? So when my mom is bringing out like, oh, I think we're gonna share the gospel. I'm like, oh my gosh, like why? Like why now? Like what? Well, like at least can you wait till the last day so it's not awkward for the rest of us? You know, he's gonna like totally just label us the crazy loons.
1: Yes, yes, I. You understand.
0: know, yeah. um, but again it's me, right? It's me saying that couldn't possibly happen because what freshman in college would want that? And B, it's me because I don't want to lose face. Like, I don't want to be embarrassed. You know, I don't want him to categorize me with the crazy loons over there, you know? And so it's about me once again. And I am making myself the ultimate thing above God, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when I think about the, the three areas that we talked about, the delight, trust, and obedience, I think probably for you then is probably you struggle a little bit in the area of like, Obedience, you know, in that way. Cause like if you know, if God wanted you to because obviously God wanted you guys to share the gospel with your cousin and he came to know Christ, but you're like, But why, 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 why do we have to do this? He's you know, he's like, doing God. That. I'm so
0: embarrassed. Yes, like God, yes, like this yes, could go exactly, really bad exactly. You know, but and you're it's not
1: gonna think like that no more because the spirit you got the spirit inside of you now. You're speaking but, in tongues, and
0: but this is can you stop saying that? Sorry, you're so bad. I'm gonna have to edit all of this out, but no. you know, it's,
1: it's
0: okay, but like here's something that's very, very interesting, right? I think for a long time I thought there was God's way. And then yeah. there was obviously the evil Satan's way. Yeah. But there's my way.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know? and Satan usually uh he tempts us with our way. Not it, his that's way. exactly
0: yeah. what I mean. That, that's and why I he's think so that's good. why yeah. I think that's why my idol is so dangerous when it's me, mm-hmm. because there is really no my way. It's God's yeah. way. And if if it's not God's way, it's Satan's way. You know, there's no 98% yeah. obedience. Yeah. You know, I know we hear that all the time. Yeah, yeah. But I think for a very long time, I was like, yeah, but there's my way. It's like Adam and Eve in the garden. Yeah, Eve was like, well, I don't know. Maybe this will be like it, it, he, she, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I can't imagine she was like, oh, I'm going to do Satan's way. Yeah, like, I think yeah. she's probably like, I'm just gonna take my way,
1: exactly. You know, but that
0: was disobedience, yeah. And I but think, ex- as yep,
1: that's exactly what Satan was trying to do, trying to make it her way and but convince her, you know. So then it became her, yeah, her thing. So, so yeah, good. it's me,
0: I'm my idol.
1: That's that's great. I just Thanks don't look as good that.
0: as the idols in K pop, but I'm my <laughs> idol,
1: yeah. <laughs> There's a song, a BTS song called Idol. Oh by the way, yeah, let me just go off on another tangent. Oh, God. So my Spotify, um <laughs> the group that I've listened to the most and I was going to post it cuz you know what I What is it? And I I was going to post it cuz I didn't first of all, I didn't know how to get the information so Christian showed me. My is this son... something
0: from the 80s?
1: No, so so Christian showed me. <laughs> and so they had a list my top, I forget that. I I think it's the top 5 artists that you listen to the most. And so Christian saw, it and I'm like, "Hey, should I put that on my Instagram?" He goes, "No, Dad, it's embarrassing." I'm like, "Oh." Oh my okay. gosh! Wait,
0: is it like Maranatha 1980s no, no, praise no, no, and no. worship? No, no, no.
1: Clearly, you're giving me way too much credit, girl. You give me way too much credit. The what first is it one like? Is
0: John, like Bon Jovi or something? Like BTS. Wait, hold on. You're Army.
1: I'm Army. I guess I'm. I, I, I obviously I cannot say no I mean, to that. What are I'm you Army. listening
0: to from BTS? My
1: favorite BTS song is Spring Day.
0: That song is pretty good. But hold on.
1: That is the number oh, one on. song I listened to this whole year.
0: I have not I did not peg you as a BTS dude.
1: Well, everyone in my house is into it. My daughter is army, my wife's an army. So we watch, we listen and stuff like that. And uh, you know, they can dance, man. I wish I could dance like Do you that. You know, my
0: daughter got into a fight with a friend at school, a white girl in the middle oh, of yeah. Ohio, because she said she likes BTS, but Lila said she likes black pink. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> you told me that. That's so, so funny. So
0: yeah, we actually saw a Blackpink concert a couple weeks ago. So, anyway, we are going off topic uh, again. But
1: my first, my first number one is BTS. My second was actually, and this one I'm, I'm actually proud of because I, I love her. CC Winans. She is. She is. So she good. is outrageous.
0: I also really like Tasha Cobb. Absolutely, Leonard. she's so good.
1: I, I like Tasha Cobb, but I like CC is. She's the OG. She will She is the OG. Top. She yeah. is always my top. So anyway, and then Van Halen was like my third. Van so.
0: Halen. Okay, this is like a weird motley crew of. I I, top
1: five. I love Van Halen. I, I used to grow up listening to Eddie Van Halen. I listened to him very religiously. So I know, but anyway. it's
0: 2022.
1: I know, but I just I still love listening to Van Halen. I still listen to. Him. But anyway, let me share with you my. <laughs> idol, okay, so.
0: This is a very choppy. I know. Episode. It's okay. It's okay.
1: We're we're we. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me share with you my idol which is I'm not I'm not proud of this but I think if I look at those three areas of delight trust and obedience I think for me the area that I struggle with the most is delight it's my hmm. desires um I think that's the greatest thing that distracts me from God and so what I've been doing lately is I've been praying very intently more more so than than before I just I just said God I just I just want to desire you. Like just you Mm. over anything else that I desire in my life. So it could be anything, right? It's 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 my desire to, you know, to want to yell at somebody driving in front of me that's driving really slow like Sue, right? That could be who happens to
0: be going to the same church that you are going to.
1: That's exactly (laughs) for morning service. Oh my God. Like my desire for stuff, my desire (laughs) to be in a hurry is is just it's insane. My desire to be in a hurry is absolutely, like, I wish I could just say, like, lust and stuff like that. And not would say that I don't desire, like, you know, lust or, like, have, you know, like, things like that. But it's, it's under control. So much so than, like, this desire for hurry. Like, it's a mm-hmm. whole different thing. So I think it's really the things that I delight in that's not from God, right? Because I should just delight in God but it's the things that I delight in. I do delight in being like, you know, right now it's like just being busy, overloaded and stuff like that. So I have to like work really hard at limiting myself, slowing down and trying to find things in life that I can slow down and things that I enjoy it, you know, things like that. That's not related to this idolatrous, sinful nature of my desires, you know? So that's a question. Yes.
0: So I'm listening to you. Right. And, um, I don't know. I, you can answer this after if you have more idols. you want to share? But I'm just going to say it. You can answer it later so that I don't forget. My question is, and you can answer it at the end. Um, how, if it's possible, how can you simultaneously enjoy the good things that God has given you without making them into idols? Yeah. Because a lot of those things, like a lot of things that God gives us, are not bad things, right? But
1: absolutely, it's
0: bad when we make them into idols. How can we balance that? Like, how do we know? Like, how do we know whether, A, we're making them into idols, and B, how can we make them not into
1: idols and just enjoy them? Man, that's a great question. I don't know if I can answer that quite, but let's use like a very, like, because you can't, you know, there's nothing, God didn't give me the desire to be in a hurry all the time, right? That's, that's my sinful nature. Mm-hmm. That's my sinful desire. Mm-hmm. But let's just use our kids, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's probably a great example. Like, for me, I would say, like, another part of my idol, or actually my children, like, I... There's nothing I want to do for them. Like I, yeah. I just I love them. I yeah. care for them. Um, there's many times like you know I know that there's going to be times in life, and I know this, and I know this already, and that God is going to say, "Let them suffer." It's okay because my kids are all like my I have two mm-hmm. kids, are adults. My son is going to be 17 in a couple weeks, and so um, like I have to be okay with that. Because they have to learn to find God in their hardships in life, right? Yeah. And so that's really hard. So naturally as a mm-hmm. father, I want to mm-hmm. save them. I want to protect them. I don't want them to go through anything hard. Yeah. Any of that kind of stuff. And I have to like listen and 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 keep my sort of keep my distance there. And so I think for me, um, you know, the big thing is it falls into that area of obedience. So yeah, you can love your kids all you want, but at the end of the day, it's like, You got to also obey God, right? You got to obey the things that he wants you to do. So I want to love my child. And there's going to be moments where you're going to, God's going to ask you to obey him, where everything in you is going to feel like, no, because that to me doesn't show love. But you're going to say, no, I have to, I have to stay Mm -hmm. back and I have to keep my distance and I have to let them go through whatever they need to go through. And I cannot try to rescue them because God is the one who wants to rescue them. Mm-hmm. You know, right? mm-hmm. So like uh, that hasn't happened yet, but I know it's going to happen. And I am like, I am dreading. I am absolutely dreading that season for them. Cause it's all going to happen. We all go through seasons mm-hmm. and I hope that, you know, it's a short season, but it's not going to be a hard season, but I do. And I, and I think about those, I, I have, you know, and I know my kids listen to the podcast sometimes, but like, I just, like I fear, like I fear, like you know, like my kids marrying somebody and then there's gonna be adultery in their relationship. Like, how mm-hmm. am I gonna deal with that? Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna want to go and kill the person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna want to go and beat, you know, and I could, probably could because they're probably not gonna marry somebody bigger than me, right? And I got some <laughs> friends, right? Is that so, why
0: you're killing yourself doing all these exercise?
1: Maybe. So, like, <laughs> Let's I'm like, you know, like I I will go down and like and I will hurt that person, you know, like there's like a part of me that wants to do all of that stuff but i know there's going to come a time where i know god's going to say leave it alone trust in me i got him and it's going to be very hard mm-hmm. for me as a father to want to do that and i and at the end of the day it's about obedience like so is god the one i'm going to really listen to or is it just like no i, I my kids are my idols so i just got to go and i got to save mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. we can't do that we can't do that you know, and stuff. So yeah, you know, and I think that's really hard. That's really hard. So it it's not easy. I think it's the more of, as long as you go deeper in your relationship with God, as long as you hear from him regularly, as long as you're living a life of some level of obedience to God and you're learning and you're delighting and you're getting wowed, like you were wowed, you know, Sue with your mom and your cousin and all that stuff. Like when you're encountering God in that way, you have that, that's kind of like a good, sort of like a reality of like what your relationship with God looks like. If God is just basically the guy that you go to and you read your laundry list of things that you want him to do in your life and that's it, you know, like things you want him to bless you with, you're not going to really understand and know God in a real way. And I think then you got to be careful because then your idols can take over. But if you're walking with God, he's leading you towards some things. You're seeing things that he's doing in your life. He's wowing you and you realize your ways are the best ways. Then I think you have a chance to defeat your idol so that the penultimates don't become the ultimates in your life, you know? So I I, I think that's the best way Mm -hmm. for me. And then I think it's important for you to just have people with good relationships that you can talk to and just share. And you need to have some people in your life that are going to give you feedback. Because if you don't have that, you know, you're going to have to have somebody that's going to say, you got to be careful. That's that's an idol in your life now. Like you need Mm -hmm. some people that's going to actually love you enough to tell you that and just call you out on it. So this way you can... You know, you can move forward. So I don't. I just, I just think you know, growing in self awareness is great, but it's like so hard. Like, you can't grow in self awareness by yourself. The only way you're going to grow in self awareness is actually having other people, you know, a, a part of your life where they can speak truth into your life. That's the only way you're going to grow in self awareness fully. You know, like I, I would be, golly, I mean, Sue, I man, I would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for the people that I've invited into my life mm-hmm. to speak truth. You know, give me feedback on things and call me out on things I need to be called out on. So, anyway, yeah. So I don't know. That's a very long answer to your question. I don't know if it really helps, but that's what's helped me over the years. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I think that's what's good.
1: helped me over the years. Do you have
0: any yeah. other idols?
1: Well, I just said it's my kids, yeah. and uh, you know, it's a big one. You know, for me, and I think that's really it's my my. I think the biggest one for me is my desires. Honestly, and it's just you know my desires, my desires. You know, just my desire to, just you know, not connect with god and my desire to connect with other things other than god you know so it could be like i I love watching tv i love i love sports man like i just love watching sports my desire for sports can be so great sometimes and i have to be careful because it's like yeah it's 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 a little intense for me you know it's a little intense
0: would you say as a pastor that your ministry was never an idol
1: Oh, it was definitely an idol like back the in the church day. and your ministry yeah. growth and all of these died. things. I almost, I, not I almost died. I almost. I not. I almost. I don't want to say that. I didn't almost. I. I literally burnt out to the point where mm-hmm. I wanted to leave the church. Yeah, and I think the, for the first, I would say seven years, six seven years of the church. Oh man, it was a major idol in my life because for me. I said I wanted to, you know, reach people for Jesus Christ. But, you know, un- underneath that, I think what it was, was I just need to prove to myself that I'm a good pastor and I'm a successful pastor. So I need to have a huge church. I need to grow this thing. And, you know, I mean, you know, I'm like, it's, yeah. I mean, like, I just, I dr- I, I, dreamed that I would have the largest church in the world. You know, like, mm-hmm. I was like, I, not, not even like a large church, but like, I want to have the biggest church in the world. Because you, know, you like, think in it's superlative. World. Yeah. But, you know, I think part of that is underneath the superlatives is, is probably the shame, right? The shame mm-hmm. because, you know, people who are incredibly successful want to be successful. I'm I'm sorry if you're listening, you're incredibly successful. You really want to be super successful. Underneath that is probably shame. That's why you have those desires. And that's why it's become an idol in your life because you live in such shame. So, oh, there it is. That's, that's good. So, so good for me to talk this out with you. I think if you want to, like, deal with your idols, you got to deal with your shame. Mm-hmm. Because you know shame is the genesis of of sin, really, right? If you really think about it, and and uh, and you see it within the garden, right? Because the, the serpent right. said to the devil said to Eve, you know, God told you not to eat this because you're going to become more like God if you mm-hmm. do.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
1: preventing you from doing that. He doesn't want you to be as good as him. Right. And she's thinking like, oh man, like I'm not good enough, you know. And so she had that shame, and she decided to to take the fruit, yeah. you know, and stuff. And I you know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So shame, I think, is a real good one. You got to deal with that. If you deal with that, then I think it'll get you on that path to helping you, you know, to deal with your idols. But what are your idols? What are the things that you delight in, that you trust in and that you obey uh, more so than God? Those are your idols, whatever those those are. So but yeah, but church was an idol for me uh, for a while. And, you know, it's still important to me, but it's not an idol. And the reason why I know that is because I can walk away if God says walk away.
0: So I say that because, um, I've heard a lot of stories about pastors who retired from ministry and literally became clinically depressed. Now I'm not Mm -hmm. saying mental illness is necessarily like always tied to like idolatry or what, that's not what I'm saying. Mental illness is a real thing. Um, but I just know so many stories, not just of pastors, but in general, people who've retired from their occupations, who've gone into like a dark hole of depression immediately after. And I was listening to another podcast, um, Couple months ago, and I may have said this in this podcast too, but I was really struck by something somebody said. And he said he was a chaplain at a hospital and he worked a lot with the elderly. Mm. And he found that there was a lot of like really depressed people in that group of the elderly demographic. And he he realized spiritually it's because all of the things that they had idolized had been taken away from them. Mm. So, mm. for example, their children were no longer theirs, really. Their mm. health had gone away their jobs were gone their friends a lot of times had gotten sick or yeah. died um every, like their like their strength their wealth everything that they had built their lives upon their idols were one yeah. by one being stripped away from yeah. them yeah and that left them nothing just yeah. emptiness yeah. and meaninglessness um and tying back to the previous episode we did about gratitude i really think for me a good way to figure out what are some idols in my life would be what if God took away from me, would I no longer be grateful towards God? Yeah. What if God took away, I would no longer say, you are a good God. Yeah. And I think if there are things like yep. that, then yep. those would be the true idols in my life. Yep. Um, yep. It's not a very pleasant thought yep. process to have, but I think, you know, I think that's what it is, right? For me, at least, yeah. it's if God stripped away everything that I place value and meaning in my life, can I still, at the end of it, say God is good to me because of yeah. what he did in Jesus? Or can I not say that anymore? And if I think yeah. that I can't say that with confidence, then you know, maybe there's something else behind God that I'm making my ultimate yeah.
1: And 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 be careful. Even if you could say it with confidence, because then you might have the Job experience. Oh my God! Let's
0: not talk about Job. That book is the strangest. So
1: so it's it's a whole different it's a whole different ballgame. But you know, the I think I think the goal is really this: is that you know to be vulnerable and to really understand and and try to connect with God in a deep, intimate way. You got to address idolatry. You got to address what are those things that are naturally drawing your attention away from God. And it's not to say that you need to be fixated on God 24-7, but there's there's this pathway where you can live your life honestly, where God is literally in your, like, is present regularly in your life um, throughout the day, right? And so there, we need to get to that place. And one of the things that prevents us from getting there are really our idols, you know, and stuff. And so if you're listening, for some of you, you got to really ask the question, is your career your idol? Mm -hmm. Right. Is your career your idol? Because if it is, then you're in big trouble. Right. For some of you, your parents might be your idol. Right. Because they shaped you so much growing up and they've told you what you need to do. Some of you are actually working in fields you don't even like. But your parents told you that this is what they want you to do when you grow up. And so you're doing it not because you're passionate about it. You're doing it because your parents told you to do it. And that's dangerous. Your parents have become your idol, right? Success can be an idol. Some of you, you're delighting the things. You know, some of you are delighting in things too much where you think you can get away with it and it's going to catch up to you one day. It really will. Whatever it is that you delight in. Some of you, you know, you're married and you're committing adultery, whatever it might be, male or female. I've I've noticed and I've learned over the years of ministry, not to say women and men do it the same, but a lot like, but women are just as susceptible to committing adultery. On their husband than a man is today. Today, I I see it. I see it happening, and uh, and it's it's alarming. So, like whatever it might be, these are the things that often takes us away from drawing closer to God. And so, mm-hmm. we just have to identify what those might be and just be honest about it. Like, just be honest and say, you know what, this is a real idol in my life today. You know, this really is an idol in my life. And so, anyway, yeah. So, I don't so know if in, that helps. In
0: closing, could you maybe give some? ideas and if you once you identify that you have certain idols where do you go from there
1: yeah it's really well identification is the best because once you identify it then you have a choice to say yes or no anymore Mm. because if you cannot identify it you're always going to say yes to it right but once you identify it you now have the choice you have the power Mm. to say no to it now and you say i am not going to make my parents my idol anymore I'm going to make you God, my, I'm Mm going to make you God, my true God. And then you can pray that prayer. And that prayer has such substance and such value and such power when you can pray prayers like that. Mm -hmm. But if you don't even know your idols, then you're just, you're just living into it regularly without knowing it. So I just think knowing is really the big part and praying through that. I think sharing your idols with, with some people that you know, and you can trust to help you within that and uh, really trying to like i think listen to god you know and and inviting some people in the process to help you to deal whatever it might be so i just think it's about you being honest right now you got to be honest with yourself and then invite some people into that honesty so that they can keep you vulnerable uh, they can keep you accountable so, and you can always continue to be vulnerable with them so whatever those are like, I just don't think you can just say, okay, well, I know my idols now and that's it. And you just kind of keep it mm-hmm. con- between you and God. think you got to share it with somebody? I think you got to be vulnerable and be open so that they can keep you accountable to it. And, uh, and then the big thing is you got to make room and, you know, you got to make time and space for God to really impact your life. Because if yeah. God's not impacting your yeah. life, if you're not connecting. And, and, you know, I don't know if this is maybe what your mom was saying to you, Sue, is like, you got to stop pursuing God just with your logic and with your mind and, mm-hmm to enter the supernatural places where you connect with God. And that's the thing, like when you read the, when you look at the ministry of Jesus, like, yes, there was proclamation of the word. Jesus taught a lot. We have the red letters for that. Right. Mm -hmm. But also Jesus demonstrated God's power. Like he demonstrated the power of God. Whenever he demonstrates God's power, it was supernatural. And I think one of the sad things for us as Christians today, we just focus on the words. Right, We just focus on the proclamation of the gospel. We focus on the sermons. We focus on different things, books, all good stuff. But what I love about your mom, she has a good balance. I think I don't know her. I've never met her. But she knows that as a Christian, you also have to focus on the supernatural because God wants to demonstrate his power through his people. And Mm -hmm. that's key. And so if you're not connecting with God in a deep way like that, even in a supernatural way, then it's going to be hard for you to think that God could use you to do anything supernatural, you know, and stuff. So I think it is important to to really encounter God in that way. And then when you begin to encounter a supernatural God, your idols are a lot less significant in your life because you know that there's nothing like, you know, money, success, whatever it might be. um, Any other thing uh, will ever get in the way. Of, um, of encountering and living in this relationship with God in a very supernatural way. And I do think the supernatural is very important. And I think Christians don't give it enough value in their spiritual walk with God. And, you know, one of the things um, that I realize is that, you know how people say, I read the Bible, but I get nothing from it. And let's just be honest, like that can happen very regularly. Mm-hmm. But if it happens so regularly, like every time you read the Bible, it, it's just an utter bore to you, probably there's a good underlying truth that you are living in idolatry
0: hmm.
1: because the Bible right it says it's it says in it says in Hebrews it says that the Word of God is good it's active and is sharper than a double-edged sword yeah right it's sharper than a double-edged yeah. sword so that's power. There's power that Mm -hmm. you can grow and you can hear from God. And if you're not hearing anything from God in the scriptures, you're probably living in a lot of idolatry because that's what we'll do. It'll take us away. And then we lose, we lose the power. We lose the the presence of God in our lives because we're often living in idolatry. And so anyway, yeah. So those would be my recommendations. And I hope that, you know, for some of you, if you have any thoughts on that, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, and anything you want to maybe share with us, any thoughts or anything you might agree or disagree with us, we are more than happy. We are more than happy to to hear from you, and we love to kind of interact with you in that. Anything else you would like to say, Sua, before we wrap up?
0: Closing words. Um, yeah, I think everything you said is. I agree. I think it's awesome. Um, such depth there. I think identifying is obviously so important because like you said in the identification power is already lost because Mm -hmm. then it's your choice simultaneously though it's also some the other thing you said which is that you really do need to um kind of i don't know like you really need to be in relationship with jesus because if you don't have anything to replace that with, the identification itself won't do anything because you're still like, because like I said, we're called to worship. We're designed by nature, by God to worship something. If we can't replace that with God who is infinitely better than anything else we can imagine. And we are not getting glimpses of that in our everyday. um, We're not going to have anything else to substitute that worship mode with, you know, Mm. because, and we're just going to go back to something else that is not God, you know, because like I said, we are designed to worship. So I think it's really important to have that relationship with God and ask God to reveal his goodness and his amazing glory to us every day so that we can constantly see that everything else pales in comparison, you know? Um, And if you're not going to get that replacement, then identification alone, um, you're still going to keep choosing the other thing. That's right. You know, because it seems yeah. so much better. You absolutely. Know? Yeah.
1: You know, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes like, I, you know, like, I, I, I'm so grateful you, you shared about your mom today. Because, you know, like, naturally, sometimes you're thinking, man, she's a little, like, little, maybe she's a little too spiritual or maybe she's a little Cuckoo. crazy. Cuckoo. Right. But you, what you're realizing is this. Your mom is living in the supernatural regularly. She's trying her best too. And God is leading her to things. And think about your cousin, right? Or your whatever, your fourth cousin that came over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Like if he went home, like let's say God forbid next week he got hit by a car and mm-hmm. he passed. His eternity is secured.
0: Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm.
1: Because your mom shared with him the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's powerful and that's supernatural in every way that she had that desire. And I I do think it's a, it's a, it's a supernatural desire. And that's why I think so many Christians don't really crave it much. It's a supernatural desire to want people to come to know Jesus Christ. Yes. And if you don't, if you're a Christian and you don't want people like, you don't really care. It doesn't like, eh, and especially if you're listening, you're a pastor and you don't, care or you're a church leader and you don't really care if people come to know Jesus Christ, then you're probably not living a very spirit-filled life, right? And and it's dangerous because you're building a country club and you're not building a place where God's yeah. kingdom exists. God's yeah. kingdom is constantly welcoming new people into the kingdom through impact, and as they give and submit their lives to the authority of Jesus Christ, to the worship of Jesus Christ, and so that's yeah. being spirit filled. And I, you know, and sometimes we as Christians, corner, we look at people who are, you know, sometimes they are a little cuckoo. Like trust me, that happens. <laughs> but at the end of the day. It's okay to be more cuckoo sometimes, as long as you're trying to rely and you have a good heart, and you're trying to rely upon the Holy Spirit. And look at this, I mean, Sua, like I know I kind of joked about it, but like Sua, without your mom praying for you and bringing you downstairs to the basement, you'd have never been entered into a new dimension. Now, you, now, now, she's opened you up to a world. Mm-hmm where you can really connect with God in a real deep way through a spiritual language. And you just got this recently. So this is something that you're going to, it's, it's a, it's an incredible journey that God is going to put you on. And it's going to be great that we get to kind of see yeah, that. here. Stay on tuned podcast, to
0: listeners. And, see what stay tuned. and You know
1: who might be next? You know who might be next?
0: <laughs> <Who>? John. <Wong. laughs>
1: John, if you're listening,
0: I'm naming it Ooh, and claiming it in the name of next. Jesus.
1: Yeah, you might be next. <laughs> but anyway, hey, we want to thank you so much for listening. Please, if you have any questions, any comments, any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us as well, weekpastor.org or just comment on our Facebook or our Instagram um uh promo as we as we put up these posts. We want to just thank you so much for listening. Please join us again next week. Take care.
0: Bye.